Okay, can you hear me? Yeah, that might that that definitely worked. Okay, cool. <laughs> actually, I can hear, actually I can hear you a lot better. Oh, okay, uh, cool. Versus a phone call. Yeah, I can I, hear you I'm a lot better too. All right, cool deal, man. All right, we got a little late start trying to figure this shit out, but now we know. <laughs> now we got it. <laughs> um. Love to welcome everybody to the Big Bad Bastard Podcast. I got a guest with me today, Dylan Stevens, the Angry Viking. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, bro. Hey, uh, like you said, my name is Dylan Stevens. I run a uh, Facebook group. I call that the Angry Viking. A um, little bit about me. Uh, you know, 41 years old. I was fireman for 10 years, working away as lieutenant. Was the FMF corpsman with the 3-9 out of Lejeune. Served all over the world, multiple combat zones. And... Uh, I, you know, I just kind of created this page to because I'm I'm pissed off with the direction this country's headed for a multitude of reasons, and uh, just wanted to start off with me just kind of venting, and uh, it's it's you know kind of grown overnight, and uh, looking forward to kind of see where it goes. Uh, okay, uh, at the, you haven't competed yet. You haven't competed uh, in uh, anything, have you? No, sir, I have not. No. Okay. Not that, you know, not that's a, not that's a preference or anything. I'm just, no, I'm just no, being no. curious. Um, I, mean, I, was, I know. I did like, powerlifting. I was a uh, uh, the Texas state champion in powerlifting, but I, you know, I, I only did that one time, that one state championship competition, and and that was it. So I just wanted to try my hand in it, and I moved on, and that's all I did. Okay. All right. Um, all right. Uh, I know we've uh, like said, Alex. I know we've known each other for about six. Hey, you still there? Yeah, sorry. Say that again. I said, I know we've known each other for like six years. Oh, yeah. Through, uh, I think I think you and I started following each other on Facebook and then uh, Instagram. And we've just kind of watched each other <laughs> kind of watch each other grow over the years. And, and just <laughs> yeah, like-minded was, uh, individuals, you know, kind of flock together. So. Oh, yeah. Well, because uh, there was uh, something that popped up in my uh, in my uh, story from like years ago. It was... A post you tagged me in, uh, I think it was, I can't, I can't remember. It was like, uh, it was when I had my uh, Freak Factor uh, 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 Facebook page up. Right, 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 right. Yeah, and I and like I said it, it came it like it popped up like maybe I don't know how long ago maybe like maybe like three weeks ago or something. I meant to share it on your wall. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know you know what, and I get stuff too from, from <laughs> way back then whenever you and I first kind of hooked up. And I mean, it's just always funny to see the changes in individuals from you know because we see each other every day, so it's like we really don't see it. But then when you look at those photos. You know, from six, seven, eight years ago, you're like, God dang, what in the world? <laughs> so yeah, I always, I, I always find that funny. I think you were like, I think you were like 240 or something back then. Yeah, oh man, I'll tell you, I've been all over the place, man. The lowest I've been was 198 <laughs> uh, to my current right now is about 280. So, um, it, it, and I've been everywhere in between. So, <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, yeah, I uh, think right now I'm about 285, 290 right now. Man, when are you going? Do you know when you're going to compete again? Uh, I'm taking the rest of this year off. Uh, I mean, obviously for good reason. Um, especially, I, 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 especially since I heard that there was a uh, Bible shot. I think is going on this weekend in Chattanooga, and they're mandating 
competitors to wear a face mask. And, oh yeah, forget that. And they're they're not letting crowds in, and it's well, well, it, it gets even better. They're doing social distancing too, so everybody's like sitting like few seats apart. Right. Know? I mean, it's and uh, it, it's it's ridiculous, man. I mean, I. I'm like, you really, I mean, you can't, and they're talking about doing it on stage too. And I'm like, well, you really can't do social distancing on stage. Right. There's no way. There's, there's, I mean, How are you going to do a pose down? Right. I mean, you really can't do, I mean, this, I mean, a stage is only so big. Right. And a lot, and a lot of these, and a lot of these classes have up to like, you know, maybe 10 or 12 competitors and you really can't do six feet apart. Oh, hell no. I mean, they break it up in like two different, uh, two, you know, you know, break it up in you right. know, two different two different parts, and that's and, and that makes the show even longer. I don't know if you've ever been to a bodybuilding no, show. Yeah, but the they're night, pretty long as it is. The night shows are the, the, yeah. the morning show. The morning show is not that bad. I mean, it starts at maybe eight, and then you know uh, they might get done around twelve. But then it's like the night show, they go through all the uh, mandatories. They do right. uh, all, all the, uh, you know, individual posing routines, which take the longest. Right. Uh, those those take the longest. I mean, they'll cut those to like 45 seconds, but you, you know, 45 seconds for like, you know, 100 plus competitors, you're going to be there all night. All night, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, I, I, me, me, and a, me and a buddy of mine that I trained with, we were like, man, they need to break this up in like, you know, two days, you know, right. break it up, you know, have the pre have prejudging one day, then a night show the next, you know, the next night. Um just because they go so long. Absolutely. I mean, I think they do that at some of the national level shows where they break it up into two days because they got so many competitors. So uh but uh let's go ahead and jump right into uh the shit here. Because uh, I, I, I just like I woke up this morning. I just saw that Governor Governor Kemp is suing the mayor uh, uh, of Atlanta, uh, Keisha Bottoms, for uh, uh, for uh, violating his uh, executive order to not mandate masks in Georgia. Oh, so she went ahead and mandated them anyway. She still did, and then he, she's getting sued for it. Well, it seems like nowadays that Georgia Georgia governor is the only one that's got the balls. To say enough's enough. This is getting ridiculous. I agree, and and he was one of the first states to like once Trump said, you know, go ahead, you know, told the governors, you know, make the decision on when you want to open up or not. They he just went ahead and opened up Georgia wide open, right? Like wide open because I got friends in Chattanooga. If you're familiar with Chattanooga, it sits on the Tennessee Georgia state line, so you have guys that. You know, while some of the gyms were still uh, shut down in Tennessee, I'm sorry, in Chattanooga, sorry, going across the state line, training gyms just across the state line because Georgia was wide open. That's crazy. I mean, that- and and then and then the mayor and then the mayor of Chattanooga uh, grilled because uh, he was asked, "Okay, so you're still shut down, but just across the state line, they're wide open. So why are you still right. closed?" Well, and then what they do is <laughs> it they're all, the thing is, is all of them are scared and they're not scared for the health and wealth. It, they're scared because what happens is the minute I watch what I'm going to tell you right now, exactly what's going to happen to that Atlanta government. They're going to say suddenly there's this ridiculous spike in cases like they did Florida. Well, you know, when Florida held off on shutting the beaches down and everything forever, they made it sound like everyone yeah. in Florida was dying when Florida if you actually look at it, has one of the lowest, you know, uh, uh, fatality rates 
in all the country. You know, if you yeah. really want to analyze yeah. how well these shutdowns are doing, look at New York City. They've been locked down for months, and they still have. Uh, if if we believe the numbers that are coming out, which you know me, I don't. You know, and I, I don't, I don't either. Any of these numbers that are coming out, they have the highest death rate. So, the are you sure? Are you uh, nothing are, but destroy uh, the economy? Destroy. Are you sure? Are you sure it ain't from the uh, black on black uh, black on black violence up there too? <laughs> well, I mean, well, I mean, because obviously, if you know the, the funding, the one billion dollars taken from the you know gang task force and from the uh, violent crime unit was a brilliant idea. If if the <laughs> if the last two weeks has been any indicator, with the four hundred percent jump in violent crime and the three hundred and fifty percent jump in murders has been any indicator. You know, Rudy Giuliani's got to be just sitting there shaking his head like, the fuck? What the, exactly. What did I do? I, I, I brought this, this state from the highest murder rate to the lowest ever, and now in, in one week or two weeks, it has been wiped out, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so, everything, so everything he did when he was off was, was completely undone. 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 And, and, and a stroke of a pen by de Blasio because, you know... It, it's amazing to me. What's what's most amazing to me, and Trump was ambushed. I don't know if you saw the interview by CBS uh, two days no, ago. Go ahead. Uh, you know, Trump Trump was ambushed by this reporter, and the Hodge twins actually did a great piece on it. And I'm I'm actually putting together a video on it today. It's just it's just the most. It just shows how biased our media is. And, and it was a simple question. She says, "Why are are, are uh, African Americans?" Being still being killed by police today, and Trump kind of has his little face, and he's like, "White people are too," and he, he's like, <laughs> and then he says he he doubles down, is like, "White people are actually being murdered at a higher rate," and it, the thing is, is the minute he said that, the liberal media went absolutely ape shit, saying that he doesn't care about the deaths of African Americans when that's not the case at all. He's stating fact. Literally, it is fact. he is stating FBI statistic facts that it, it, white people, It is fact. I literally looked it up this morning because it goes along with the video I'm making. Uh, let me let me pull up. I want to pull up, so I'm not saying anything wrong to your fans. I'm going to pull up the actual number, the number so go. far. Here we go, right here. Go ahead. Go so ahead. In 2019, so far, well, in 2020, excuse me, and this is broken down by race. Okay. Okay. In twenty, this is the white people killed by police officers in twenty twenty, two hundred and four. Okay. Okay. Um. Oh, excuse me. This is from twenty seventeen to twenty twenty. So this is over the last three years. The number of white mm-hmm. people killed by by gunfire by police, two hundred and four. The number of blacks killed by gunfire by by actual shooting the victim. Okay, shooting the person, one hundred and five. That comes from not only the FBI statistics, but it also comes from the Census Bureau. So, white people, if we want to get down and dirty, are almost twice as likely to be shot by a police officer. And, and mind you, they don't break down the race, okay, by any as far as the cops. So, white people are two times as likely to be shot. But for some reason, everyone is so focused on trying to make it like if you're black, you're going to be you. You have an extremely high high chance of being shot um, by a 
a police officer just by walking on the street. And the facts just simply don't support that argument. Oh, of course. It doesn't support the argument if if, a, uh, if anybody attempts to shoot at police. Right. You're going to get shot back. Right. I- I- exactly. And mind you, that's the thing is those numbers I just gave you, they're not broken mm-hmm. down by, like the, like the perfect example, the shooting in Detroit where the cops were arresting the gang member who shot it was the murder suspect that they were looking for for their July 4th murder. This guy comes up to this. I don't know how this cop didn't get shot square in the head because I don't know, I'm sure you've seen the videos. Yeah, I, uh, The guy walks I, uh, right uh, up to the cop and pulls the trigger fire, the, and fires the gun. I think he's maybe five feet away from the cop, right? You, well, the cops do, do you know fire why? and kill the guy. And they still, you know why? there were still protests. So, yeah, but do you know why, though? Why is that? Okay, well, from what I've read is that uh, they were there to arrest another individual who, who they were coming to get, and then the guy that shot at him was his boy. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, right. He was he was also wanted in questioning. Right, no, yeah. He was wanted in questioning yeah. for that same murder. Ex- exactly. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And, and, so and they got a, him, like, and he opened fire on the cop. Yeah, he had nothing to do with it, but he right. had fired him. If he had just turned around and walked away, they probably wouldn't even looked at him. But he kept coming oh, towards not. him, and a cop, one of the gang task force units officers recognized him from the wanted sheet, wanted for questioning, and they approached him, and that's when he opened fire on the first cop, who was black, by the way. And let's not forget that the officer that did the fatal shoot, the two officers that did the fatal shooting, they both were black. And there was still presence. No. But... No, the point no, of bringing that up is, is these shoot those numbers I gave you the two hundred four versus the one hundred five, they're not mm-hmm. broken down by who who did the person have a gun? Did they did they uh, you know was it a, a just classified as a justified shooting or not? So mm-hmm. this takes all shootings, whether justified or not, and places them into you know one whole bag. So those numbers alone. If you're white, you're two times, which I am, I'll make it clear for your fans who all know, I, I am Caucasian. <laughs> so, you know. It, no, you're, 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 you're currently on that Viking privilege. I'm, I'm on that Viking privilege, exactly. <laughs> uh, you're still twice as likely. So, you know, when Trump made that statement, he's not lying. He's not diminishing no, he's the fact that, um, you know, black people are shot by cops. He's simply stating the fact is, well, you're trying to make it sound like it's an out-of-control issue when actually white people are shot more often shot by cops than black people are. But see, and that's my problem, you know, Kurt, with, with, with the country right now, is you can't mm-hmm. state facts. If you don't if you don't believe my narrative, if you don't say, hey, this is a problem when it's really not. Now, should there be better policing of, of police officers? Absolutely. Yes. Do, do there yes. need to be more protocols in place? With de-escalation yes. and, and, and whatnot, absolutely. Yes. The George Floyd situation, did he have to die? No. He was screaming, I can't breathe. Did the cop, do I believe the cop with malicious in his heart killed that man on purpose? No. What I believe is he didn't recognize this man was in an excited delirium state because of the drugs that were in his system. And he, as a result, he died. That's a training issue. That's not a racial issue. You, do you see what I'm saying? I believe that our officers need that kind of training to be able to better understand, hey, these are medical conditions that can arise because this person might be on drugs. 
And if they're looking well, at you saying, I can't breathe, you need to position them in a way to help get them oxygen. But there's also tons of videos out there, Kurt, of white people experiencing the exact same thing. Yeah, you know? there, was a, there, there, there was, I remember pulling up an article out in Texas where a white man was, Dallas. the same thing happened. Exactly. Yeah, same thing. Same thing happened to him, but exactly. no one's mentioning that. And, and but here, the crazy thing about that was in Dallas, Texas, and it happened in 2016. I remember it, I remember it clearly. Um, he actually called the cops himself because he was off his medication. He's a schizophrenic, off his meds. And unfortunately, when the cops approached him, he did become violent and they subdued him. And the cops, honestly, you could tell, I've watched the video 20 times. You could tell they didn't understand how bad his situation was. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Do I feel like the cop deliberately killed that man? No. But you can tell by them laughing and joking and talking. They didn't they knew what realize they were doing. how serious the scenario was. That's a training issue. You know and, what and I mean? And, and let me add to that because uh, there was a video of a uh, pastor who was actually for the fund of the police. And uh, he basically was invited to experience a little bit of uh, training himself to know what it's like to be put in that, you know, mere seconds decision of making an, uh, making a, a life or death decision right. when you're approached with a hostile situation. And you never know. I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah, they do need better training in that aspect. But at the same time, you know, you, you know more as anybody, you know, different situations change. With the snap of a finger. With the snap of a finger, absolutely. And and the fact of the matter is, these guys have mere seconds to make a decision, whether or not, uh, okay, do I need to take this guy down? Just like with the uh, Rayshard Brooks situation. And I'm going to speak about that a little bit because I watched two two separate videos of the same body cam video, and <clears throat> what everybody's dismissing is the fact that one, he was in a Wendy's parking lot, completely right. intoxicated, passed out. Wendy's called 911 because people were having to drive around this dude to get Absolutely. to the window. Absolutely. And can they, I can I say something on that real quick? Go ahead. Before you continue, let's not forget the fact. I want your fans to because for whatever reason, the, the facts get lost in this case because of the shooting itself. This man was released, he was he was supposed to be serving a seven-year prison term, okay, for child abuse. He was released on compassionate release. Because mm -hmm. of the COVID virus, he was released. He was he wasn't mm -hmm. free. He was going to go back to jail as soon as they were able to get it under control. So you you take the fact that this man knows he's going if he gets arrested, he's going back to jail because felons on probation or parole can't drink. And like you said, okay, okay, he's intoxicated. So well, I, well, I wanted well, to well. add that part to it. Okay, well, there was something else I wanted to add to that, but I did not know that part that you just told me. But a uh, long time ago, uh, when I was working security in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, I was a late night. I sat in my car. I was not drinking at all. I was just tired from a very long night. It was a game day. So sure. I was there for I was there from 12 o'clock in the afternoon to 3.30 in the morning. So it was a long day. Okay. Yes, Everybody sir. was stressed out and there was this and that. So I was sitting in my vehicle just chilling, you know, relaxing. And then the officer pulls up and was asking me, Hey, is everything okay? I said, Yeah, yeah. And he looked at my staff shirt and knew I worked at one of the bars. Um, so uh long story short, you know, I didn't know that I had a uh, uh a warrant for my arrest. Right. Okay. 
Um, and so when the officer came back, he, you know, ran, ran my ran my license. He's like, hey, are you familiar with the FTA? I was like, no. It's a failure to appear. Did you have a ticket? And my life at this point was going, was, was like one minute after another. I completely forgot that I got a ticket in Jefferson County, which is Birmingham, Alabama. And it was maybe three, four months ago. Right. And it was a simple little ticket. I completely forgot about it. But apparently I didn't pay it. I didn't show up for court. And it was a failure to appear. So it was a warrant for my arrest. So they had to take me in. Okay. Right. Now, what I'm about to tell you is what uh, what these guys were out and about. Because usually at about uh, three o'clock in the morning, I'll, I'll, I'm not sure if it's the same way in Texas, but you know, at, at about uh, three o'clock in the morning, I'm oh, sorry, uh, I think it's three in Tuscaloosa. They, you know, all bars shut down. Like they they can't have anybody in the bar after three o'clock. Right. Okay? That's that's the same here. Okay. Uh, here in Nashville, it's like two thirty, but. In uh, Alabama, it was three o'clock. So uh, I was forced to sit in the cell with a bunch of other guys they had already picked up from the strip. And what they were doing was that the guys that were picked up off the strip were, were, were over intoxicated. So they were just letting them sit in the cell dry out, is what they call it. Sure. Let the sit, sleeping sit in the cell. Off. Right. Sleeping them off, getting them off the streets, and then just releasing them the next day because to them, that's just unnecessary paperwork. They got to sit there and deal with it. <laughs> exactly. So like, you know, it's like, you know what, I'm just going to let these guys go. We're going to let them sleep it off and whatever, and then let them call for somebody to come pick them up or whatever. Um, uh, but, I mean, I wasn't being ill. You know, I had an FTA or anything like that. Sure. I was, you know, uh, I mean, I basically, I had one of my one of my friends that was, that I was staying with at the time, you know, he bailed me out. Uh, my license was suspended, went to court. Got reinstated, you know, no big deal. Just had to spend a little, you spend a little money. But I plead guilty to it. I was like, yeah, ain't no lie. I mean, I completely forgot about the ticket. It was no, it was no, no bullshit to it. But anyways, I digress. But this is what I mean. I was looking at that situation, thinking, okay, they're just gonna get this guy off the streets because he's over intoxicated. Okay, right. I'm pretty sure they didn't want to deal with the paperwork and all this other crap. Of right. Like, oh man, we, you know they don't want to sit there and deal with that paperwork over over someone that's over intoxicated. So they're gonna put him in the cell, dry him out, have him call somebody to come pick him up, and leave his vehicle at Wendy's. Right. You know he wasn't gonna drive. He's gonna be riding back with somebody, and then later on the next day pick up your vehicle. I mean, uh, but when I watched the body cam footage the officers were more than enough, were more than professional about oh, it. Like the first officer, the first officer, you know, several times kept waking him up. Absolutely. Several times kept waking him up. Then he asked him to pull off to the side and he jumps the curb when he tries to pull off to the side. Right. <laughs> so he had to stay there and he had to call for uh, another officer and then the, officer, the other officer showed up. He didn't even recall being in in the driver, right? That's how that's how that's how that's how fucked up he was. He was really fucked up. I mean, I, I've been around individuals like that where they can't. Account oh, for absolutely! Shit. Hey, I'm not gonna lie. I've been that individual. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, you put you put some Jack Daniels in me. Some shit's about to go down, man. I'm, I mean, I've been there. But like like you said, Kurt, I think of this and this is what, and I did a video on it, and it's starting to go mm -hmm. viral now, and I'm. I keep getting, you know, a bunch of hate from, you know, Black Lives Matter supporters or supporters of just him because he's black. And I here's the thing. White, black, red, or red, orange, I don't care. You shoot a cop, I want to see what happened. And you got body cam footage. You got CCTV from multiple angles. 
And but what we can't know is until you re, you know when you read. I went out and I did research his history. I wanted to know why was he there. You know what I'm saying? And the point right. you realize well, this man knew he was going back to jail because yeah. he's a felon on compassionate release, but he he knows he's going. He's got still got to serve his seven year term. Drunk, and now he's already fighting the cops. He knows he's out oh, yeah. three to five years to that sentence. So now it goes from a seven-year term, good behavior gets out in three, to a 12-year term getting out in seven to ten. You see what I'm saying? No, no, I, I, I was just – I agree with you. Because I was just saying up to that point where they had they had literally pulled him off to the road. <laughs> they did all the roadside. This is before he attacked Oh, him. right, right, right. Yeah, said, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but after they attacked him, yeah, he's going back to jail for sure. Oh, I mean, there ain't sure. no question about that. I mean, he's going back to jail for sure. But, um, but I mean, back to the whole, you know, shooting, you know, at a cop. I'm saying if you pull a gun on anybody that has a gun, what you think is going to happen? Exactly. Well, here's my here's the thing. This is the argument I keep getting. I want to know your opinion on it, Kurt. Okay. Good about uh, it different. You know, I, wanna, I, I think I know what your opinion is going to be. But the argument I keep getting is they, you know, because I, I tell, I say, listen, they use two types of less than lethal. Well, three. They use their hands. They mm-hmm. use baton or the ass mm-hmm. trying to get them on the ground, and then they went mm-hmm. to taser. Mm-hmm. None of those worked. He got the okay. taser. I don't know if you've seen the CC video um, of the actual shooting from kind of a the aerial shot, but in that video you no. clearly see the flashlight from the taser, which means it's activated. The only time that flashlight comes on that taser is when you're pre-pressing a, the control to to fire because that flashlight. And the red light point to where, you know, your target's going. The flashlight's meant to almost blind the individual. And then the red light on the taser is where your your the prongs are going to go. He mm-hmm. clearly sweeps towards the cop. And the cop, that's when the cop opened fire. And people were like, well, if it's less than lethal, I actually had a fan on my page. Really good guy. Uh, you know, he, he is a patriot. But he, he just doesn't, for some reason, he can't grasp why the cop had to shoot him. He said, we should have just let him run away, sleep it off, and then arrest him later. You know? <laughs> and I'm like, do you think it's, he should, the cop should have let this man take this taser, who knows he's going back to jail, if he robs, kills somebody using that taser, those cops are then liable. You okay. know what I'm These cops use every every they use their words they use hands they use ass and then they use tasers to ultimately let, they use the whole lethal force spectrum before ultimately once he turned the fire on them with their own weapon being a taser they had to kill him but what maddens me about that whole situation Kurt is more people are these Black Lives Matter supporters the Antifa all these protesters are more angry that a cop shot this this criminal, because that's what he was, than they are about the fact that Sequoia Turner was murdered in that parking lot by protesters. Because okay, so her parents drove okay, around a barricades. Okay, so here's 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 my thoughts on what you just said. Uh, for one, me having done security and my regional head security was uh, was like uh, strict as shit with making sure we exhaust every uh, available option before it had to go to where it had to go to. Okay. Right. Um, so I agree with the fact that these officers 
used everything they could to prevent what happened happened. Right. Okay. I'm pretty sure at this point their uh, their uh, their CO was makes was pretty sure their CO at this point had made sure that all their officers are using every single thing before lethal force was ever used <laughs> ever ever going to use. Absolutely. I mean, this was this was just weeks after the George Floyd thing. <laughs> exactly. Like, so I'm pretty sure the CO pretty much is like, hey, we need to make sure we exhaust every single everything. You spitball or go to the point. Exactly. So, uh, you know, to me, the officers had no choice. They exhausted everything. Okay. There's no get out of jail free card available. Okay. I mean, you don't just get off and say, oh, hey, we're going to come back and, and arrest you later when you sober up. No. Right. He could, he, he could, he could, he could flee the city at that point. He could leave the state of Georgia if he wanted to. A- absolutely. He, I mean, he could just go straight into Alabama or Florida or Tennessee or wherever if you wanted to. And y'all would never be able to catch this dude. Okay? Right. So saying that, oh, we're going to let him go. No, that's not even an option because for them, it's like, hey, he's going he's gonna to make a run for it. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So uh, Ray Sharp Brooks was not a saint. Let's get that out there. I, if it I wasn't agree. for the COVID. If it was, it wasn't for COVID nineteen, he'd still be, uh, still be locked up. Right. Uh, I mean, of course, granted, you know, uh, why we need to release, you know, hundreds of prisoners from jail, but we're going to lock down businesses make no sense. To <laughs> yeah, me. But the anyway, masks work. Does that prisoners wear masks? The, 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 don't go ahead, me. We're gonna we, we're gonna jump into the mask here in a second. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but like. Uh, you know, when I watched that body cam footage over and over, I mean, there was nothing that the officer did that was in the wrong. Right. Uh, and uh, everything he did was right. He did everything verbatim, step by step. Hey, we went to this. This didn't work. We went to this. This didn't work. When I worked, when I worked at a bar, I worked. Uh, used to work at uh, Whiskey Road uh, on Broadway here in Nashville, and we were taught to use our words first. Okay. Right. If that doesn't work. What we do then is that we have a, a, a six man, okay, or the six man steps in, okay. He uses his words because now you got a fresh face. You got somebody that's not already agitated, someone who can step in, and be like, hey, they can be this, the, the 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 voice of reason, right? Okay? If that doesn't work, then uh, then we, you know, we go to uh, pretty much doing what we got to do to get them out the building because now we've already exhausted using our words. And that's not working, okay? Right. But we can't, you know, immediately get into a fight with them. We could escort them out aggressively, but we can't initially get into a fight with them. Now, if they resist, that's where it goes to where, okay, now we need to go ahead and call for a few more head food right. or to get this guy out. Because now if you get a few more people involved, he's less likely to resist, okay? Uh, but, I mean, uh, again, you know, you... you when you talk to when you talk to a, when you talk to anybody in that situation, you try to de-escalate the situation as much as you can. That's what those officers doing that video. That's why the officer was giving him an opportunity to, uh, for one, figure out where he was. Which I'm familiar with Atlanta. Okay, right. he was he was saying he was in Forest Park, which is uh, which is just outside 285. Okay, right. He's inside 285. So he had no clue okay. where he was at. He was closer to downtown than he was to Forest right. Park. And that's about 30 minutes apart. Okay. 
So when the officer told him, he was like, you know, he's saying, I'm about old Dixie Highway. He says, no, you're not. You're not about old Dixie. <laughs> and I sat there and watched. I was like, oh, Dixie. I was like, dog, can't you see the side of that vehicle? It says Atlanta police. You're in 285. Right. You're not outside 285. Okay. And I'm like, and he sat there saying that the officer said, like, no, you're by University uh, University uh, Drive. I was like, damn, you're 30 minutes from Forest Park. What the hell were you thinking? I'm like, dog, that's 30 minutes difference between, say, between thinking you in Forest Park and then inside, you know, pretty much close to downtown Atlanta. Okay. So he was giving him opportunities to think about where he was. He was, yeah, he was. And then, yeah. He was, the, he was giving him the opportunity, but, and then, and then, and then Rayshard Brooks actually was owning up to it. He's like, you know what? I don't know where I'm at. And I'm like, hey, you could have, you, you did that much. I mean, you owned up to like, right. I don't know where the hell I'm at. I mean, because you can see on the side of these guys' vehicles says Atlanta Police. You're not in Forest Park. <laughs> you're new, you're a long ways away, buddy. Yeah, um, but um, but yeah, I mean, everything. And, and and granted, yeah, there is no outcry for that little girl that was that was murdered at all. Yeah, none. Okay? I mean, none. And, and and the cop. And the, and the comments I saw, I saw comments from people. Well, where were their parents at? Well, the parents were in the car with them. The parents were there. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how I'm bad. Like, I mean, it, it, you're not a human. I, I want, see, here's the thing, Kurt. You know, I'm, you, you're a fan of my page. You see my videos. You know, I get, I yeah. probably get, I get it, I, I've gotten over three, possibly 400 death threats and, you know, all this <laughs> in the last two weeks that this thing's been up. Um, but, what, what is the, what I ask him is, I'm like, why are you more mad at me when I'm doing a crying out for justice for this little girl than you are at the people who shot her? You know what I'm saying? And then, and, and, and then wanted, and then wanted justice for Rayshard Brooks. It, exactly. You want, <laughs> but what about, but I'll take it a step further. I'll take it, I'll take it okay. a step further. Okay. We just talked about earlier the defunding of the NYPD, the billion dollars, right? Oh, Where's goodness. the outcry for DeVale Gardner? That one-year-old who was murdered mm-hmm. at a mm-hmm. cookout. As, mm-hmm. You know, th- th- this is what I'm talking about. You know, you know, as a white man, I love all. If you love this country, if you're an active member of this society, I believe everyone has a right to voice their opinion. Okay, doesn't sure. mean I have to agree with you, but I think as a human race, we should all be able to agree that people like Sequoia Turner and Devell Gardner, these innocent children being caught in the crossfire of this violence this and, and, and this violent movement needs to be, I shouldn't be the only one screaming about it. It should be everyone. We should be yeah, marches in the middle of the street for them, but we don't. Mm-hmm. We hit, the, the wagons are getting hitched to violent criminals. And that's why I'd say these organizations are a joke because the, the, the wagons are being hitched to violent criminals. Not to people like Sequoia Turner or Devell Gardner. I guarantee you or, right now, Kurt, if you did a poll on your Facebook and said, "Who is Devell Gardner?" and and say immediate answers, most of most people wouldn't be able to tell you. Of course, you know what I'm saying. Of course, most most, and I, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna go a step further. Okay, I'm gonna say, I guarantee you right now, if you said, "Who is Devell Gardner?" in a live poll, most. Most, I mean, obviously, most white people know, but most African Americans wouldn't know who that little um, boy is either. 
You know what I'm saying? And that's sad. No, I, but you tell them, you ask them who Sean King is, and they'll be able to say, oh, he's one of the leaders of the Black, Black Lives Movement matter. Who is Richard Brooks? Who is, you know, this? Who is that? Or, they'll be able to tell you the names. That's who's the problem. A, who, who, who's Grandmaster Jane? Yeah, exactly. They can tell you who these people are, but when I, when I say, who is this victim? Who is this victim? Not a, a crickets. Yeah, that's why I'm saying, and that's why things need to. We need to stop placating and saying, and, and you know, that just because it has the word black in it, you know me, Kurt, long enough. You know I'm not a racist, but just because something has black in it doesn't mean it's right. Just like just because something has white in it doesn't mean they're right. You know, of course, and it needs and, to and, be about the 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 content of the movement. The character mm-hmm. of the movement, not just mm-hmm. the movement, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. No, I, dude, it, the way I see the whole Black Lives Matter thing, it's pandering to, um, how can I say this? Pan, it's, it's pandering to the black community. Pandering to the community. But it's at the same time, it's weakening because you know before all this and after all this, the world's not going to give a damn about how oppressed or how you've been victimized. They're right. not going to care. Right. Okay, that's what my parents told. That's my parents taught me growing up. Okay, uh, I called my I called my dad. Uh, what a few weeks ago? Because because they live in Montgomery, Alabama. Okay, I basically just asked you know how are things going on down there. You know, he said, well, your mama went back to work. She you know she works for J.C. Penney. Uh, that she went back to work. Uh, and I'm like, has there been any like protests or anything like that going on down there? He says, no, nah, it's been. Pretty- Pretty quiet. And I was like, yeah, and I was like, oh, that's in the same. Just think the whole thing with that. Okay. I mean, you know, almost 50, 60 years right. old. I'm sorry, more than 60 years old. Uh, he's, he's, he's seen it all. So it's like, you know, he thinks the whole thing is ridiculous. And that's like, we were talking about it for a good minute on the phone. And I told him what was going on here in Nashville. I told him, you know, uh, what the situation is here. Right. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it panders to the beauty and it weakens them because we're, you know, people are giving in to what they want. Right. Well, it, what, you know, I, I think it's, incur. you know, you correct me if you, if you think I'm wrong. I don't even think it's so much what they want. I think it's what's fashionable right now. It's, it's a, it's, it, I, I mean, honestly, honestly, look, look at all these, these, these young white people getting involved in this, but I, I, I don't think they have a clue what they're talking about. One, when I confront them head on at these marches, they had no clue about history. I mean, it is literally yeah. amazing to me how stupid some of these white kids are out here. And I'm, you know, I'm just going to say how it is. You know me, I speak the truth about the history of the movement to end slavery and what they're doing it because it's fashionable. Just like when the, when, uh, uh, George Flores murdered, everyone turned their profile picture, either to all black or all white, or, you know, I, I didn't do it. It is because it. I don't believe the death was wrong. It's because I don't do what's fashionable. I don't, I do. Oh, I look oh, at things I... for face value. You know, you can't just look at a video and then, you, you saw my videos. I, I was pissed off when I first saw the very first video. You know, 
And then the more I started to right. learn, I was like, well, holy shit, I kind of feel like I'm getting played here. You know what? Well, hold on. Uh, well, I, 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 I've reposted a uh, flag with the same Blue Lives Matter, and dude, I got so much shit for that. It said what now? Like, Blue Lives Matter? Blue Lives Matter. Oh, dude, I bet you did. Oh, I pissed. I pissed off a lot of people with that because then next thing you know, I, I'm, I'm at the gym. I get. I was like, I think it was before I got to the gym or after. But I had like 308 comments. <laughs> I was like, I've never gotten that many comments on any of my posts. And I'm sitting there, and I'm people are just people are just throwing all this kind of. Oh thing. man! And I mean, it was ridiculous. I had one little skinny little model guy <laughs> out of New York threatening me. And I was just, it was just laughable to me. I'm like, dude, you're about as, like, dude, you're about as laughable as the intoxicated uh, white boy that comes to my bar. Right. Like, it's laughable. And he, he was just like, you know, call me Uncle oh, Tom dude. and all this. And I that. can't imagine I mean, you get as a black man in this country for the stance you take. <laughs> like, I mean, I yeah. mean it, to me, to me, you were, the, and I mean, you know me, I, I'm not kissing your ass here or anything, but at, to me, you epitomize what it is to be a patriot in this country, not because of the color of your, well, to a degree because of the color of your skin, because you're a black man who, who refuses to just say, I'm going to go this direction because everyone else is going this direction. And I can, and I, you know, sometimes I, was, I think to myself and I'm like, I can't imagine the hate you get from all directions. I mean, I get it mainly from, you know, black, the, you know, Black Lives Matter and, and black people hating me on my page. But I imagine you as a black man, you get it from all directions because. Oh, yeah, I got I, 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 I get it from I get it from all directions. I mean, I've gotten it from uh, and to be truthfully honest. I mean, yeah, I get it more from black people than I do I'm white sure. people. Uh you know, but because I got into a debate, I got into a debate with a girl that I used to have a crush on in high school. Okay, and she was going back. This was back when George Floyd. Uh, uh, this was back during uh, uh, when George Floyd got murdered, and I stated my opinion about it. And she made the comment saying, "Well, so she was saying that although she doesn't agree with what." the riot and looting, she says she understands. And I was like, well, I can't agree nor understand why that's even right. necessary. I'm like, there's nothing, to, there's, I told her there's nothing to really understand about the rioting and looting. She says, well, maybe we need to do that just so we can get, uh, uh, just so we could, you know, get, get, our, get our voice heard. I'm like, well, Martin, well, Dr. King didn't do all right. that. So why are we doing it? So, uh, yeah, I get it. I get proportionally between you know both phrases. Like I've had people say that they don't agree with the police. People uh, say that they're abusing, they're abusing their power, and, and and this and that. And I'm like, it's not that. It's I was like, y'all gauging off of one officer, right? One officer. I'm like, not all of them are like that. I've got a lot of friends that are police officers, and they do the job honorably. And, and, and with respect, and they don't go to that point. They're sitting there saying, you know, that guy ain't us. Like he ain't he. he we 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 you know he ain't like us. We we ain't we ain't him. You know what I mean? And he said, there's no reason for people to be scared of the police. I mean, unless you got something to hide. I mean, that's the exactly. Matter. But <laughs> you got, if there's something going I mean, on, that's a different story. You know. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. And so, um, but um, 
but uh, what I want to uh, yes, get sir. into now is this is this uh, issue with uh, good old Nick. Oh, Cannon. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Man, have you ever seen a career implode faster than his did? Okay, let me let me give you a little bit of a history lesson because when I was hurt, when I saw and I watched a video about Nick Cannon, I knew he was going to say something. The reason why I was going to say that, the reason why I say that is because uh, I think it was late October of last year, he was on a, a radio show, I'm not sure where, and he was running his mouth by Eminem. Right. Okay. This is after they had apparently squashed whatever beef they had. And well, Nick Cannon through, you know, was, was running his mouth saying, Oh yeah, we need to get into a boxing ring, we need to do this, do that, you know, whatever. Well, Eminem fired back with a shot from uh it was uh it was uh, on uh, Fat Joe's uh uh track and it was like the last two minutes of that track where Eminem was on was was dropping bars and the first half of that bar the first half of that minute was him it was him firing shots at Nick Cannon serious shots right everybody heard about it everybody was like damn like Eminem fucking killed him in that one little minute right okay so what ended up happening next is that Nick Cannon does a diss track. It was hilarious. It was it was a joke. It was not even like you can't even take it seriously. Okay. okay. He didn't get a response from Eminem. So he does a second. Oh track. yes, I saw both the both of these now. Yes. Whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. There was three. Okay. The second one was was just as much of a joke as the first one. Okay. No response from Eminem. Okay, so he then drops a third, and the third to me, and a lot of people comment on that video, black and white, all said that Nick Cannon just murdered his own career because he went back to, I guess, one of Eminem's very first uh, albums where he was talking about his ex-girlfriend, ex-girlfriend broke up with him, and then he kind of took it out on a track. And, well, Nick Cannon... uh, uh, took uh, took took some of those words from that track and put it on the diss as if he was dissing black people or black females. Okay. okay. And anybody that is familiar with that particular track, Benzino came at Eminem with the same race car and Benzino's career is over because right. of it. <laughs> okay. So Nick Cannon went after Eminem with that particular track, but Nick Cannon was just lacing all kinds of ignorance in that track. I mean, it put, like when I looked at some of the people who reacted to the video, a lot of them literally either cut it off halfway in or didn't even react to it, saying it was garbage. You right. know what I mean? They were all saying they were, they were all they were all stating saying like. Okay, Nick, you just played the race car and you just ended your career because you just went to that level. Okay. And you I'll have to send it to you later because you'll see exactly what I'm okay. talking about. Okay. Dude, he threw the Quran in that video. Yes. He threw it in that video. And people were like, where is that coming from? Right. Like people were like people were more infuriated with him throwing that in there than anything, and I was shocked. I was like, "Dude, are you seriously going there right now? Like, is Eminem got you in your feelings so hard that you got to play the race card?" <laughs> I'm sitting there like, "Are you serious?" Like, I listened to the whole thing, and it was just garbage. Right. I mean, and a lot of people, and again, 
Uh, of course, granted, after that, again, no response from Eminem. But a lot of people said that he ended his rap career off that third right. diss track. Okay. And that's why I commented when I reposted it saying, um, yeah, he might be still in his feelings about Eminem. So he's taking this opportunity right now to just add more fuel to the fire. And it didn't surprise me that he uh, lost his show while now, which his, uh, at the time, wife helped bring back into existence because it was canceled back in 2006 or 2007. And then brought back in like 2015. So, um, yeah, I mean, to me, that, that, when I saw that video, it was like, okay, dude, you really just don't need to be speaking about this because you've done damage to your own career enough, and then now you just finished Finish it, it off. off. Yeah. I'll have to send it to you later, but you will be you will be like, you when you see that Quran in that video, you're probably going to chunk your phone. <laughs> I believe it, man. I believe it. I mean... I mean, I mean, dude, I was just, I, 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 like I said, he was, he was wearing like a Howard University hoodie. Uh, he was, um, uh, uh, what was, what there was, uh, there was other, there was, there was lots of, there were lots of virtual uh, signaling in that video. Well, and I mean, if you actually, I was a huge fan of his show, Wild and Out. I love Wild and Out. I thought it was hilarious. I, I, I used but to. If you actually watch the show from year to year, you could see him transitioning. Into more of a, a um, I don't know, a, a, a he was becoming his his by his outfits and some of the things he would say <laughs> were becoming more, I guess, political or not cultural because I, mean, I don't have a problem with that, but it's like it seemed like he was tur- being like he was but- always wearing like turbans and he, he just kind of seemed like he was losing who he was, what made him popular. And then when I, mm-hmm. I saw the the interview he gave, I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Because yeah. I was like, well, he's yeah. done. And no sooner I had, I, had I finished the video and posted it, people started sending me, you know, CBS cancels on fires and he's losing this sponsor, he's losing that sponsor. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. the writing was on the wall for that shit because there's some things you, you just, you know, even in today's cancel culture, you just can't say. And he went all in with that interview. I was like, savages and we're less than, huh? Well, <laughs> I hope you saved your money up, bud, because you are done. And I think within a few hours, Viacom, CBS, everyone was just jumping ship. You know what I mean? I mean, they even pulled it to show that the, the uh, podcast people that helped were, you know, did his show or whatever? Like, you, or you, yeah, this, yeah. they pulled the episode down. Like, everything. Wow. Like, it, people were trying to, and in my video, that's why I said, let's see how many people support you once everyone starts jumping ship. And that's exactly what's happened. Because now he's come out with his tearful apology. You know, I don't know if you've seen that video yet, but that's funny to watch of how sorry well, he is. Well, no, you ain't sorry. You, you've been getting warning for a while. You're sorry that that money's gone. Because. <laughs> Ain't no paychecks coming in from anybody now. You've been canceled. You know, it, yeah. it's so funny to me, Kurt, that these superstars forget that when they sign these contracts with like, they're just like an NFL team. They have a clause in there, which is mm-hmm. you make us look bad, we can drop you and don't have to pay you a dime. And that's, that's, that's true. That's true. Anything. So if you're an actor and you do this, you know, like Justice Smollett, 
When it came out that his hate crime was fake, they dropped him. Didn't have to pay him the rest of the seven million dollars he was promised. These NFL players that do stupid shit, they can drop you. Don't have to pay you anything. I mean, they they feel like because you know this, our society does accept a lot of bullshit from them that they can get away with saying anything. But if anyone, yeah. to me, Nick Cannon is a warning for for others that. A lot will be put up with, but there's some things that are still hands off. And, and, and the thing is, when he when he made that comment, you know about you know, uh, you know, uh, white people were savages. And that, <laughs> it made the black community it, it made the black community look weak, right. in my opinion. And that pissed me off. I'm like, dude, are you serious? Like, you really don't have an idea on what you're really saying, what it truly means. Okay, I mean, yes, the black community in itself right now is in a weakened state because they're all on this whole victimhood, whatever. I mean, they're 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 living off it right now. They want to be victims. They don't want to be responsible for anything, anything they're doing. I'm not saying everybody in the black community, but there's a good number that are choosing to do that right now. You know, and uh, it, it when he when he went off in that video like that, it's just like, dude, you really are making my people out to be completely weak. They're you're making them out to be absolute victims, and they're like, oh, we're basically, you know, uh, uh, we're we're in a jungle where we're we're liable to be eaten by this mean old lion or whatever. Right? It's just ridiculous. Right? You know, and um, it it, it I didn't like. It really made me. It really pissed me off just just watching it because it's just like you just made us all look like we're just a bunch of bitches. That's what it's, that's what it looks right. like. And the thing is, like, when he said, you know, the caucus, you know, the white people went up to the caucus, were forced up there, and the melanin in their skin is what determines <laughs> why we became savages. And hit this is an exact quote genetic destruction. I think that right there is what, you know, I was, when, I, when I heard him say that, I was like, well, yeah, you're done. It's a, People, yeah, you're done. People think of like destruction of a genetic, like genetic destruction like that, especially when you're referring to the race. People immediately, and this is the first thing that came to my mind, was Nazi Germany, the destruction of a culture, of an entire race. And that to me is what he was doing. It's when he said we were genetically destroying ourselves, it he wanted it, it seemed to me like he was just saying. Things would have been better off if the, an entire race was destroyed. And to, to me, as a as a as a proud American, that's the worst thing you can say about any race is that it needs to I be agree. destroyed. And whether he was referring to the past or present, I, it's not my job to read between the lines. Just like if I do a video and I say something stupid like that, I deserve to catch whatever shit I can. You know what I mean? Oh, you catch and, and you catch plenty of it from what I've right. And I would catch a lot of exactly. So, because it, it's not it's not the job of the fan to read between the lines. I'm just going to listen to exactly what you say mm-hmm. and interpret it how I interpret it. So if you leave it open for interpretation, you just shot yourself in the foot. And that's exactly what he did. Was he left too much? It was too inflammatory. And he left too much open for interpretation. And the show itself, if you just if you listen to the other episodes of the show, you knew what you were getting into. And now he has to deal with the outcome. He's another Kathy, what is it, Kathy Griffin, who 
blew her career up in yeah. like two seconds. He's done the same thing. You know, I mean, he, he had the white people music. He had the white face. He had the black face. I mean, he, he was all over the place. Instead of just saying, hey, I'm a good comedian. I got a kick-ass show that I'm making millions of dollars at. But P.S., if you look at the, the, the uh, uh, Nielsen ratings, the 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 sixty two percent of the people that watched that show were either white, Hispanic, in nature. So you literally are taking millions of dollars out of your pocket oh, because that you had to go on this show, talk out your ass. You know, I mean. And then you go in and, and, and do the white face character, which was offensive. And then you had come, are coming out with, I've heard the album's been canceled, but the title of the album was White People Music. I mean, you can't get any more stupid than this guy in, in, the, in this day and age, you know? So he made his bed. Now he's got to lay in it and see what happens. You there? Can you hear me? Can you hear me, brother? 